is the Inside Edge. Your home for Blue Jackets news and conversation. Sponsored by Honda Marysville and Moomoo Express Car Wash. Proud partner of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Here's Bob McElligot and Jody Shelley. Welcome to the Inside Edge here on 97.1 The Fan. I'm Bob McElligot with Jody Shelley. The Blue Jackets in the midst of a four-game road trip right now. The first two games in the books, not the way they wanted to put them in the books. Losing in St. Louis on Saturday, 6-3, the final there. And then last night going into Nashville and losing 6 to nothing. Jody, both of those buildings are ones that when you go into it, if you've been with this franchise for a long time, it's almost the uh-oh factor when you go in because there hasn't been a lot of success in either one of those places here uh, recently. Not that not much that I can remember, but, um, you know, it's tough, but that's no excuse. The Blue Jackets, though, just haven't played a complete game in either of these first two. You know, and you go back to the Vancouver game at home, they got outplayed, but they got away with it. And then, you know, the next night on a back-to-back, you're in St. Louis. I know St. Louis played as well, but they're different style teams, and it's – We've talked about it in the past. There's a different brand of hockey in the East than it is the West. Um, I know the Blue Jackets have not matched up well against the uh, New York Rangers either, but they've got the big wingers. They're, they've advanced along in their, their kind of rebuild. Your young guys are growing up, which doesn't just mean uh, the mental and the skilled part of the game, but there's a physical aspect where uh, a guy like Adam Boquist in three years or at the end of next year is going to be a little heavier, a little stronger, and a little better shape just because, you know, he's 21 years old, uh, all these young guys. So when you look at teams who are, are building or have been through a little bit of a process, yeah, they're starting to get through it with the young guys who are now maturing in that area. With St. Louis, um, they've always been this image of a big, heavy team. They're not as heavy anymore. You know, they've lost some of those uh, big defensemen and those big forwards. Uh, they still have Pareko, who's one of the tallest guys in the National Hockey League, and that's always intimidating. Even if they just have one guy, you think, wow, they're big. Um, but I thought the Blue Jackets in that game, uh, I thought they had a great start. Uh, and then ha- towards the end of the first period and into the second, it got away from them, and it looked like the matchups on the road to me. I think when you have a Ryan O'Reilly and some veteran guys who have won a Stanley Cup and they're out there against rookies, there's an element of, okay, you know, there's just small details that they can handle, and you, you saw the St. Louis Blues do that quickly, and then it got away from them. And then in Nashville last night, um, you know, Nashville was feeling pretty good about themselves. They had a great nine seconds there. When you score two goals quick, you kind of feel like, okay, you're getting your hair blown back. I thought in the first period the only line that played in the offensive zone was Sean Corrales' line. And, uh, you know, they had a chance early with Danforth, uh, and Robinson, but it seemed like no other line could sustain pressure. And, and I remember as a player, that's a frustrating thing. When you're chasing every shift, every shift you're just trying to get the puck back, or when you do get the puck, you're crowded. It makes for a long night. So I saw a lot of that last night. They just not. To, I credit Nashville for the way they played. They really jammed things up. But I thought the Blue Jackets didn't have the fight to get through the jam to find those opportunities, and that's where it seemed like they were – uh, hopefully just out of sync. We don't know. We don't know with this team. You know, they've, they've had a great start, but where are they at? Well, you know, we'd have to really think about it. And it was one of those games where almost every mistake wound up in the back of the net. Yeah. They turned it over in the offensive zone, or, or in the defensive zone, sorry. They're trying to clear it. Like, of all people, Boone Jenner tries to lift one, and it hits somebody. It yeah. stays in the zone. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, Zach Wierenski, doesn't happen very often. Well, that's he doesn't how, make the play. Right? That's how perfect they have to be, though. I mean, those guys can't 
yeah, they need the save. They need the block. They need the help. And and when this team is on, the help is there. If the turnover is in the neutral zone, the defenseman cleans it up. If the defenseman makes the turnover, the centerman cleans it up or the goaltender. So, right, they've played a really complete game in that sense where they've been close and clean and quick with a lot of their things. But when you make the mistake, it ends up in the back of the net. You almost look at that clock and – you hear Tim McGraw saying he likes it and he oh. loves it and he wants some more of it. I know. <laughs> and it's, you're just so annoyed and you're like, okay, that's enough of that. There's some buildings in Chicago's like that too. I mean, that that once you hear that song about four times, you're like, that's – I remember putting the tape on my shin pads in Nashville and thinking, I really hope – I hope we win this one. And again, leaving – Never wanting you to hear that song again. And it went on for I don't know how many years. We could not get a win in Nashville, but it's still the same gold and uh, the songs, and it's aggravating. Nashville has more wins against the Blue Jackets than any other team in the league. I'm not surprised. I mean, I And the number is 40. Yeah, I know. 40. It's a lot. And... Yeah, and it's and a lot of it's in that building. It just hasn't it just hasn't yeah, happened. And Philip Forsberg, I mean, he had a night. He had a night yeah, last did. time they were in there. With he had a good us. year last year. Yeah. Remember last year? It was eight games head to head. And every time I read or hear something about Philip Forsberg and he's underperforming or whatever, I would just think back to last year and think, How is that possible? And then he did what he did, so it's not possible. No. And Granlin is a heck of a player. They finally have a number one center. They've moved some pieces out. And, and you know, when you look at the Blue Jackets organization and you compare them to other organizations, you got to go through some stuff. I mean, the Blue Jackets had to go through some stuff with their young group of Atkinson, Felino, Savard. They all had to learn. Warensky, you know, there was – and it seemed like they were on the up. And now you're the youngest team in the league again, and they have a great start. And, and you got to go through it. It's hard. Very hard, and confidence is a word that gets thrown around a lot. And after the game last night, uh, Brad Larson was asked about the confidence and how do you get it back in the team. And his answer was very interesting. Here it is. No one has that answer. I mean, you can ask that question, and, and if someone tells you they know the answer, you would never lose it. It's not a. It's it's kind of a silly question, really. You know how do how do you get it back? Nobody knows. If you knew. You would never lose it, right? So, but you, you I, I know there's, there is a formula, and it, it, and it is a total team effort, and it's going to be, it's, it's built through shift by shift, and it's going to be your habits and practice. And, you know, when you go through these little stretches, and, when, you know, now we're three games into this where I feel like we, we haven't been at our best. And, and you remember, there's other teams playing, and they play well. They capitalize, and, and, and so now we get to see, how, how do we do this together? How, how are, you know, practice is important. You know, every rep's important. Uh, face-off's important. Every play's important. When you start to, that urgency has to go up. And so, you know, for, for our group now, it's, we're going to have to manage this on the road. We've got a lot of road games coming. We know that. So we'll look at the tape. We'll try and teach and, and help them through this. And, and uh, you know, we'll get right back after it here in Dallas. How many times when you played did that word come up, the confidence word? Well, that's an interesting take for me from from Brad Larson, first of all. And and I'll answer your question. Yeah, not as much as you would think. It's not disgust. Um, It's amazing to see someone with confidence. I think it's uh, self-confidence in general helps you in professional sports and I guess the entertainment industry. And um, there's a fine line that John Tortorella always talked about, and I think he was bang on, uh, swagger over cocky. Uh, but you need to have it. You need to almost have that 
attitude of walking through the door and not caring about falling on your face or being judged. You just got to go do what you do. Uh, and when you have that attitude to kind of like enjoy and go through, uh, it's incredible. You, the, the feeling is wind in the in your sail. You know what I mean? Uh, and things fall in place. But you cannot tell a person or an athlete to have confidence. You know, we tried to, I think, in the 90s and 2000s, just get just get over it or just forget about it. It's not how it works. It's easy to do. But when you're you have your quiet time and you're laying there thinking about how, you know, things could be so much better or why did I miss that or I'm brutal because all the self-talk uh, that comes into play, you tear yourself down. So it's really an attitude of, ah, shake it off and move forward. And I, I see a guy like Warensky and I see a lot of it. I see a guy like Junior, Junior, Jenner, who's consistent. Too long on the road already. Uh, but, but you know, and then I like, it's interesting to me, the Larson clip where he says, Bob, and, and tell me what you think. I kind of feel like, you know, and he's like, now we're going to go through it. Now we're going to see. They're, they were expecting something like this. And, and when he brings up the road matchup, you know, I watch the matchups. You watch the players that a good coach puts out against you in certain situations. Situations you're stuck with at the end of a long shift in the second period with, you know, the wrong uh, centerman out there. It, it happens. And that's why he – I think that's why he tried to balance his lines to start that game yesterday because he had his power play units together. So what that does, it doesn't meta, mess up the, the bench and the matchups for when you're trying to get your bench back together, your lines back together in sync – and you can keep matchups kind of fair rather than stand out three guys who don't really defend well after a power play has just gone through a full two-minute cycle. So he put the units together. Maybe that's maybe I'm overthinking it, but I think there's an advantage there for a coach on the road who, you know, has certain players who need to be out there against certain other players, and I think they got exposed a couple times in that. So uh, I thought that was a great clip you played, and I think that, yeah, the confidence thing is one thing, but I think him going through it now – uh, waiting, expecting this is another. Yeah, I agree with that. As it was playing, and it's last night when I heard it, it didn't ring the same way as it did right here. But I, I think you're right because, you know, when we've been going into these buildings, people come up and they'll go, you guys are playing really well. And I've said this, and I don't mean this as disrespect to this team whatsoever. I said, well, we're overachieving a little bit and because you do expect that it is going to come back down to earth at some point. And and maybe that's what's happening right now. Maybe it's not. We're going to find out as it goes along. But, yeah, based on the way that he was talking right there, I think that well, he may not see it as overachieving. But, as you said, maybe they expected this a little bit earlier in the schedule. It didn't happen. But all you have to do is look at the schedule itself and see the teams that you're playing, and you know it's coming. Well, I mean, we're going to talk to Gavrikov, and he's he's in touch with some young players on this team. And Yegor Chinikov, it's not just a new team. It's a new size of arena. It's a new language. Uh, it's a new preparation. It's a new schedule, 82 games. It's completely different. So we'll talk to him about that. And, uh, you know, it, it's a real thing that we forget about. But, yeah, this is not easy. This, this I've never seen a schedule like this. We're going to spend three nights in our bed between the Friday after Thanksgiving and December 21st. That's a long stretch of games on the road. We're home to change your socks and maybe get a new toothbrush and then out the door again. So, um, you know, everybody's going through it. You can listen to quotes and read quotes all around the National Hockey League, but it's definitely something that, yes, and, and let's be honest. When you looked at this team to start the year, and because of all the departures and what we had been through with torts and the success and, the, the you know, the places this organization had gone that they hadn't been before, 
even though it's not a great history book, there were some good moments. The changes, and when you look at two defensemen under 60 games in the National Hockey League in your top four, who's going to play with Waranski, and what's your bottom pair going to look like? You've got Bayreuther on the bottom pair, who's not played a lot of hockey uh, in the National Hockey League. And wasn't even on the opening night roster. Was not on the roster. He's in there through Kukin. Uh, and you've got Peak, who's played under 30 games coming into this season. So you've got four defensemen under the age of 24 who've combined games experience is under 300 combined. And that is a major, major position in the National Hockey League. Then you go down the middle. You've got Jenner to start the year on the wing. And I'm not making excuses. I'm not saying this is just the reality. You could have looked at this team and thought, when will they get their first win? It could be a month. It could be the first day. It could be the first half of the year. That's just the reality of not knowing where they're at. But to see them do what they've done, for them to understand kind of the benchmark of how they need to play is an asset that some teams go through a season and not understand. So I love that they have the team concept. I love that they believe in the way they play. Uh, It's made an exciting start. But now to hit the wall, and as Larson said, you know, we're going to go through adversity. Adversity is a good thing. Yes, of course it's a good thing. But it's, uh, it, it'll be interesting, and, and it'll be watched very closely by management how people react. What's the old uh, great uh, Yoda quote? Yoda. Learn, learn by doing, right? Oh, we learn by doing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> there is a glimpse of your childhood <laughs> and how you spent it, in, uh, <laughs> it, it doing exactly that. Yeah. Uh, just doing your Yoda That's right. impersonation. I, I did the same time. thing, but I, yours is way better, so I'll keep mine. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know I could still do it, actually. That was really until right good. there. That, that was, was uh, good. Yeah, that was uh, putting it out there. Yeah. Putting it out there. But, uh, that, that's confidence. <laughs> yeah. Right there. I mean, you want to know it? Hey, there's a fine line. If between, you weren't confident, you wouldn't have yeah. nailed it like that. Yeah. You just thought, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there. So, yeah, I guess so. There is a fine line between confidence and stupidity when it comes to me. So, I don't know about that. I don't. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, you get overconfident. And you're like, oh, what did I say? That's that? when the stupidity comes. When you're overconfident, <laughs> that's when the stupidity comes. Well, as Jody said, we're going to talk with Blue Jackets defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov. That's coming up right after this. As the Inside Edge continues on 97.1, the Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge here on 97.1 The Fan. Bob McElligan and Jody Shelley with you. And we're joined right now by Blue Jackets defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov. And first of all, Vladdy, before we talk about your uh, personal game, which has been very good this year, these last two games have been tough from a team standpoint, giving up uh, six in St. Louis, then again last night in Nashville. Um, How tough is that to deal with when you guys have been rolling so well lately? Well, um, it's tough, like, give up so many goals, but... um you know, it's hardest league in the world, right? And uh, we have, like, 82 games. And you got to be with a short memory if you want to grind in the league. So um, I'm realizing it's so quick. <laughs> so uh, I would say uh, it's nothing special. It's uh, it's, all, it's just the two games, just the bad games, to be honest. But uh, you have to wake up and get ready for the next game. It's it's a mindset. You sh- It should be like that if you want to, like, have success here and that's really what you guys have done throughout the course of the year you know it hasn't been that many losses and you know there hasn't been a long losing streak to this point so you've been able to bounce back so i I guess you would feel pretty confident that you can still do that on this trip right yeah of course i mean uh, we know we can play we know we can score so it's it's not a big deal for us we just uh, 
gotta get some confidence in the lucky bag. So I'm pretty sure it's coming from work. So you gotta start working, and uh, it should be there. How big is that from the last couple of years? Where you just said we know we can score, and I know you didn't score in Nashville, but this is a team that can find the back of the net, maybe more so than the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, like like I feel right now in in that season, we uh, we never quit. Like the last. Uh, the last game, it was like something we can score, like unlucky on the offside, but still, we never quit. Uh, our third period is it's outstanding, especially at home. So uh, we know we can do that, right? It's it's all about confidence. We can score. We gotta wait, gotta work, and after that, we can uh, have some success from that. How hard is it? I mean, uh, I watched the game, and when you're in that game in Nashville, it just seems like it's hard to grab the momentum. And you as a player, is what can you do? Is there anything you can do? Or I mean, because it felt like you guys were disconnected a little bit, especially in the second period. I mean, yeah, second period we've been struggling in the second period of this year, so we got to figure out uh, how we can handle it. And uh, especially in the road games, like if you lose like one nothing or two nothing, uh, you just uh, can't lose yourself, can't lose your mind because it's so hard. Like uh, we. Uh, that's why we play so good at home. Like we feel the energy, we feel the crowd, and uh, it's so good. Like you feel good about yourself. That like the fans, they like just buzzing. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's good for the home team. But you gotta handle it uh, on the road. So uh, yeah, we like I said, the last game, uh, I I felt like it should be good if we uh, like end up three one or something like that. But this was a challenge offside, so we lose momentum a little bit. Just couldn't score. It's happened. It's happened, but you had you just got to find a way how you can go through that. We're speaking with Vladislav Gavrikov, defenseman for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I want to switch it a little bit, Bob, because we don't really know you. And, like, last year we didn't get to see you at all. Um, and, and Me either. Me I know. Either. Every, yeah. Everyone. It's yeah, what, it's, it's what, I mean, it was so, so weird season, like, uh, with the travels and uh, the stuff like that. I've never done it before, to be honest. Like, um the first road trip, like we we ate from the <laughs> like the boxes, like pretty much order Uber Eats stuff like that. I mean something new, like just sit at hotel whole day. Like I played a PlayStation like eight hours a day. It never happened like with me before that, and now I didn't play at all because like I feel the opportunity after that. I feel opportunity. You can go somewhere, look somewhere. You know, they meet the people. It's like you didn't realize it, but how good is that? Yeah, but probably we realize it right now after that kind of quarantine season, you know. So how good is that right now? I, I didn't play like PlayStation since like February or something like that. So <laughs> you, you put get good away. at it. Yeah, were you, yeah, were you yeah, good at yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It should, it should be dust on that. If I will check, <laughs> yeah. it should be it should be dust. I, I promise you. <laughs> what were you playing? Uh, I I put, well, we played like FIFA, NHL, Call of Duty, like every pretty much every game we we played with uh, with Elvis on the road all the time. Like the whole team, uh, I remember the, uh, couldn't remember exactly what was that, but like fifteen or sixteen players. We played like eight and eight in Call of Duty. Oh, only our team play against each other. I mean, with the mics, it was so good. If if you get killed, like some like pickers start yelling, what? <laughs> so, I mean, it's uh, it's so good. Like, it, I mean, it's something because, uh, uh, yeah, it's supposed it's supposed to be honest, really hard and boring to just do nothing all day. 
Yeah, you seem like a social guy. We see you interacting with your teammates, especially Elvis and, and Yegor. But what was it like for you growing up? Were you, were you, what, what did your parents do back in Russia? Uh, what they do? Yeah. Like uh, construction stuff. They work together like uh, my father, he's a, he's a like owner and uh, my mother helped him. So, uh, but yeah, like you said, it, it's pretty right. Like, um, Did you help out? Uh, with, with what? With Construction? <laughs> Not really. Played hockey? Yeah, try to try to do my best because I don't understand at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's worked out pretty good. And and were you in any anything else besides hockey? Um, like tennis, golf. You guys don't do golf much. No, over. no, no. Fishing, hunting. Yeah, it's it's more Russian stuff. Fishing, hunting. But yeah, the golf it's uh it's pretty expensive in yeah. Russia. We don't have a like. Uh, so so many like good courses, and uh, if we have it, like for for the Moscow, like it should be like no more than like ten courses. Oh, okay. So, so it's a little different. Yeah, it's a different one. Uh, but yeah, we yeah the tennis stuff like that is you can do that like uh, every summer, like volleyball, like soccer, basketball. You did? Did you do all that? Uh, yeah, just a little bit, but yeah, try to like keep keep my body in in a good shape. Because you you just can just forget about the sport like for the month. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Like I need to feel feel the energy. If just a little bit blood movement, you know. So did your dad play? Uh, play hockey? Yeah. No, he's not. So you just got into hockey and you've taken it all the way from Russia to yeah, the yeah, he, uh, yeah. He was a he was a like a fan in our local team, and uh, it wasn't my first time in hockey. Like uh, when I was five. And after that, uh, he just asked me if you want to try that or not. I said yes because I I like the game. I I can I could try that. And uh, yeah, my first practice was like in uh, next week. Um, I don't know how many times I felt. Uh, <laughs> it was so hard. Like three, uh, like I mean, three times I'm just fell and fell and fell. But after that, I could I could actually just walk on the skates. Yeah, that's how you start, right? Yeah, so you have to start with something. So it wasn't a good start, but still, it's something. Right. And then I get back to my point. You you speak a couple languages, right? I mean, obviously two, but do you speak any other ones? Because a couple guys speak five, I think. I think Elvis speaks five. Yeah, Elvis is something. He speaks like four or five languages. Do you speak any other ones? Italian, Latvian, Russian, and English. Are they all kind of? I mean, they seem so complicated to me, but they're all kind of the same, I guess. Yeah, uh, but yeah, kind kind of, but not. I mean, it's completely different. So yeah, uh, I learned uh, French for ten years, uh, but I forgot it all because uh, I didn't use it a lot. Like seriously, if you start like traveling uh, to Europe from Russia or wherever, pretty much everywhere they speak English, uh, like except like France, like Spain or wherever. And uh, it's so hard to use that. Uh, I'm I'm started just skipping the school because of hockey, so I couldn't like practice it at all. <coughs> and um, after that, we started like going to um, Canada for the. Uh, it was a Subway Super Series. Yeah, I've been there twice. After that, uh, I got like pra- practice training camp in the summer uh, in Pennsylvania, close to Philly, like a couple hours drive. Uh, we lived uh, five weeks in the middle of nowhere in a Hilton on a, just a highway. <laughs> like, every morning, the coaches pick it up us, like, 
on the cars 10 minutes little practicing coming back like the f- the nearest gas station if you want to buy like something food or something it was a one mile away so you sounds w- delightful um kind of kind of tough you know <laughs> first visit in the u.s kind of tough but yeah. still still it's something so it's like the life school you know and you start learning from that that that's why like i can i can speak english like in, in good and that's how jaeger is going to learn bob Sending him to the gas he station. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, because because he missed that. That's why probably. But yeah, he 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 been trying. He, um, I want to say uh, he started understanding more. But he, um, yeah, he can speak like on a good level right now. But it takes time. But uh, he understand it's it's more important for me right now because like first couple weeks it was he called me like pretty much every day asking. How would that work? How would this work? He just sent him a picture of the uh, <laughs> dryer and asked how I can turn on. I said, just turn on. It's <laughs> so easy. Push the button. Like, it sure works. It's If it's plugging, it sure works. Just try that. We're talking with Blue Jackets defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov. Our conversation continues right after this as the inside edge itself continues on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge here on 97.1 The Fan. We are joined by Blue Jackets defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov tonight. You've racked up a good amount of points this year. Are you are you concentrating on trying to be more offensive, or is it just happening? No, I, I, I've tried. I've tried to do that. Uh, try to ha- handle it better. Uh, always want to like score the goals and stuff like that. But uh, sometimes you got to find another day for that. Like concentrate on defense. But if I can help with uh, with the offense, I always want to do that. Yeah, but it's it's early to say about this season because like uh, I got some points, but um, we'll see at the end. You know, um, if it should be like that, and you start feeling the confidence, this game just your game just getting better. Yeah, well, uh, you even had a two goal game, so that had to be special for you. Yeah, it never happened before. Like, <laughs> Do you, are you a pool player? Because I want to play off the board was perfect. Yeah, like I said, I tried it summer, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I want to ask you, you were, you're talking about, you know, coming over and playing for Russia and um, the Olympics are coming up in February. And I know there's kind of like, you know, questions about that right now. But how much are you hoping that that that, ha- that happens? How important is that? Well, I would say uh, for, for me personally, it's uh, it's actually huge because um, when I grow up in Russia, uh, everyone followed the national team. Like I know the here it's not so important like world sometimes uh, nobody like wanna wa- wanna watch mm-hmm. that every everyone wanna see like Stanley Cup and stuff like that but uh, uh, back in Russia everyone followed the team so it's like Olympics it's a huge everyone everyone watching that so I'm pretty sure uh, every, everybody excited about it and we'll see how it's going on because now it's COVID you know and uh, the couple games was canceled so uh, i hope it's going to be all right and uh, we can go like nhl players can go is anybody talking about it i mean it's out there in the media uh, about it but do you guys talk about it as players or mm. just let it go until it's decided well yeah because you know you know and know how it's going to be like for example bjorki and uh, jake warchick already named it uh on uh, like three three players uh, so we uh, we just uh, say congrats for them but yeah you you never know i hope like i said i hope it's going to be all right and that national team, aren't they legendary for the way they train? Or is that is that behind now, the Russian national team? No, it's it's just behind, yeah. 
it's behind like hard like aren't they like don't they train extremely hard yeah it's <laughs> well it's it was like that back back in the day but yeah now now it's now, now it's over with now it's over yeah. what about in the khl have they improved that because i remember guys going over from north america and twice a day on the ice uh running lifting and then even more sessions uh, throughout the day well easy easy answer i spoke with the uh, grigor week ago and he told me it was twice on a day on the ice CSK. is that what kept you from going to the khl journey <laughs> no that wasn't <laughs> it wasn't so yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah some some uh some coaches have uh, like old school practices but yeah i mean here uh i can understand that like here is a big big difference with the schedule like for example right now they have a uh like national break for the like 10 days so if you have a time to like working out and yeah. stuff like that, the straight condition, you can do that. Why not? I'm good with that. Like I, I can understand because like, you s- you start you start with the like kind of base and start moving from there, right? Here we don't have a, like the break like that ten ten days like except uh, that uh, that break on the Olympics mm-hmm. like, like once in four years. So yeah, it's uh, it's kind of different and you gotta adjust it. So I'm 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 good with that. If if I have to practice like. Three three days or four days twice, and it's gotta help me after that on a game. Why not? I mean, it's a part of the job, and you have to understand that. Yeah, because it is hard as a player when you have two days off, Bob. It's the hardest thing to get back on the horse. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I, yeah. So understand. a ten day break would be. Yeah, I understand that. Like, but I'm I'm pretty sure they got like one one days off after that three days practice, probably two days days off again, and. Uh, you can go with that. Are you seeing like that's probably one of the big adjustments we don't even think about with Chinikov, and you've had to go through it too, is the adjustment of the schedule. I know we talk about the size of the ice, but it's a lot of hockey for a young man early yes, in his career. Yes, I spoke with him about it because uh, I'm uh, I'm asked about the practices, and he told me uh, like the usually the average practice was like one fifteen, one one twenty for them, so it's completely different here. Like you. Usually practice like forty minutes, but y- it's a hard practice, right? But only forty minutes, thirty forty minutes depends. Uh, completely different there. So yeah, he gotta adjust that thing as well. Yeah, touching the puck and figuring out because it's probably a lot different uh, too. Longer practices, longer drills, more time with the puck. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Things that he yeah, likes. It's a it's a different concentration as well. Like how you how you just management your body. How you gonna prepare before practice? Yeah, it's seems like little details, but it's all together. It's all matters, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, l- yeah, like I said, the, for him, especially like practice, game, schedule, new country, new language, <laughs> like new team. It's all together. It's pretty hard for like twenty young young man, you know. Yeah, and he is alone here, like no girlfriend right now, nothing. Like uh, par- parents can visit because. Uh, because it's stupid rules with the visas and uh, the situation with COVID, I can understand that, and uh, that's that's why I say to him like, if you need like something, any help, just reach out to me. Lucky to have you. Yeah, and he's not the only guy making adjustments. Even the older guys, Gregory Hoffman's, Justin Danforth. This yeah. is the first time in the NHL they've been playing a different kind of schedule, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. It's it's always it's always matters. Like some guys never play back to back games. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so, they just went through yeah, that. Yeah, huh? and and how you how you gotta adjust that? 
Like, how are you going to prepare? Because you you didn't pl- you didn't play that games, and you, you have to figure it out for yourself. How are you going to prepare yourself? Yeah. So it's uh yeah it's something, but it takes time. Well, you've done a good job, and it's been quick. And and I think I really think I wonder sometimes if playing with David Savard helped you kind of simplify. I know you played that way in Russia too, but. It had to be nice to play with someone who was consistent every game and, and kind of helped you with that. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. He uh, he's helped me a lot. Like we we we, we talk a lot and uh, yeah, I, I I'm always like in uh, doesn't matter where uh, and what team I play. I try to learn something from the from the guys. So and uh, yeah, Savi Savi, it's uh, it's it was a huge for me. That helped. Yeah, that helped me a lot. Well, Vladislav, thank you so much for taking time uh, with us. It's always great to talk to you. It's always an entertaining chat. So. Yeah, we do. <laughs> great personality. We, yeah, we yeah. really, really appreciate that very much. And uh, best of luck to you and the guys uh, trying to get back on the right track against Dallas tomorrow. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. That is Vladislav Gavrikov of the Blue Jackets back with more of the Inside Edge right after this on 97.1 The Fan. Getting ready to wrap up this edition of the Inside Edge right here in Dallas where the Blue Jackets will take on the Stars tomorrow night. That's an 8, 8.30 start, almost at 8 o'clock. 8.30 start Eastern. Longer tomorrow. nap tomorrow Longer for you, Bob. Yeah. yeah, that's always a plus. That is. Do you like <laughs> later games? Some people complain about I late do, games. I do. I do like them. I mean, when we stay over, it's, I think it's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. If, if, if we're hustling out, it's kind of painful because you want to get home. Right. But when we're staying, I really don't care. Right. And then, you know, you got to pack up all your stuff in the afternoon. Now that's out the window, right? Right. You just kind exactly. Of, uh, you can just kind of relax. You just kind of relax and then hustle in the morning. That's when you get up and freak out about, ah, oh, I got to pack. I got to make the bus. I got to shower. I want to, you know. All right. Go for a walk. One time I went for a run. Remember in Denver last yeah. time we were on the road? <laughs> I had the wrong bus time. So I thought the the bus time was actually the plane time. So I went for a run. I never run either, Bob. I ran and I ran. Denver was beautiful. The pad, I, th- I finally was running. I thought, you know, I'll go back. I go back to the hotel. I, I'm there in my shorts and I'm running shoes and I look and the bus is there and everybody's on it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I sprint upstairs and you guys are on the media bus I, I, and I phone and I'm like, you guys got to wait 10 minutes. Oh, I don't know if we can wait. Oh, come on. So you guys waited, thankfully. Yeah. I got on that bus and uh, sweaty. Boy, oh, I sweat. I, that forty-minute ride to the airport. I tell you what, I'd throw that shirt out because I was still sweating. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm not even a runner. That's a, what one time I've ran in like five years. Never again. That'll learn you. That'll learn you, boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Double check that schedule. Like, that's like putting the dress clothes over the, the sweaty running body, right? <laughs> I was like, what am I? What have I done? Uh, yeah, so it's it's dangerous sometimes. You got to watch it. Hey, uh, we we were talking with Vladislav Gavrikov about uh, the Olympics, and yeah. you know it's it, it's a big topic of conversation now because there have been uh, more COVID situations in the league. The Islanders got shut down for a few days. They're going to get back to playing now. You know, Ottawa's gone through it, so it, it's kind of. You know, I I guess you knew you're starting to get into December now. It's winter time. Um, mm-hmm. All you can do is cross your fingers and hope. But um, it's, I mean, nobody knows where this thing is going. No, don't give me the December thing. I don't right. understand. I don't think we understand it enough. I you know October was great though. Yeah, right. I agree. I guess there is some teeth to that, Bob. Sorry to shut down your. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just 
what are you going to say? I mean, there's you're you're right in what you said. Nobody knows anything. So no, and there's new stuff. But right. You're right. We kind of felt like it was going to rear its its head at some point, and unfortunately, some teams got hit. Um, so far, knock on wood, you know it's been lucky time, good times for the Blue Jackets in that department. They have had a couple injuries, but uh, you know just uh, a couple cases. I think we're guy. No, we haven't had any, have we? Max. Yeah, Max Stolme got left in New York. That's right. I talked to him about that. He left. He stayed there for four days, and then finally got a ride back uh, to Columbus. But uh, yeah, so you know, one case is good, I guess. You just to have one. I think it looks like the number. The Islanders were up to eight. That's why they postponed that game. That seems like the magic number. I guess it depends on who too. But um, you know, it's it's uh, Cassidy, the head coach of the Bruins, has it. That's as far as we saw today. So hopefully, he's an isolated incident. But we'll see with the Olympics. I mean, it's in China. Uh, the schedule's condensed. The players really want to go. And, and, you know, it's easy for us in North America to say, ah, why would you go when you hear the passion from Gavrikov and how much it means to him to go to the Olympics? I mean, you only have so many years you can go, um, you know, and, and will he be playing in four years? That's probably his mentality as a professional athlete. So that's why the urgency is there for them, and, and uh, they want to make it work because it sounds like pretty strenuous bubble over there if they do get to go. Yeah, and just think four years ago when – two years ago, uh, going to China was a big deal. It was a big deal for the league. They saw that as a, a great marketing opportunity. Right. And now, yeah, you're like, well, if you're so worried about this, <laughs> why are you thinking about it? But as you said, it's going to be extremely strict in the guys that are there. Yeah. It is going to be a hockey trip, and that is all. Yeah, that's it. And they talked about having fans in the bubble, I think I read, and, and things like that. But uh, yeah, lockdown all the way. Uh, but if that's if they you know if they want to do it, I think they understand it. So the players are on board. But but we'll see. This this feels like it's starting to uh, go into the caution area pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as the Blue Jackets continue this trip after the game in Dallas tomorrow, they're back in Washington, back into the Metropolitan Division. And uh, Jody, this look, we know how strong this division is, and we haven't even really the Blue Jackets haven't sunk their teeth into this thing yet. No. Uh, they're in a good spot going into last night's game as far as, you know, being right there with the Rangers. You know, Pittsburgh's not going to go away. They're a team that always seems to find their way. Uh, but the Washington Capitals and Alexander Ovechkin, uh, it's like they're they're just dominating right now. And, and the way the Metropolitan Division is, Bobby, yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough. It's tight. Even New Jersey's starting to get better. You know, Hughes is back. Um, Hughes is back with a big contract. Yeah, that was quick, huh? Yeah. He was he was he earned that pretty quick in his career. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty impressive to watch and see at, that Alex Ovechkin is coming into the games and just putting up goals. I mean, he's making plays, he's scoring them in different ways. He's on a mission to catch Gretzky, uh, and it, it, the way he's playing right now, it just seems like he's going to get it done. How much do you think when he does get inducted to the Hall of Fame? He's going to thank Barry Trotz because you wonder, or I wonder, I don't know if you do, I wonder if he had not had Barry Trotz for a coach, if things would have changed for him and he would be the player that he is now. Always he would, offensive. He wouldn't, Always have, offensive. he wouldn't have a Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. He wouldn't have a Stanley Cup. and Which, right or wrong, validates you in many ways. Yeah, no. It, uh, if you can end your career with a cup, absolutely. And, and – He's got 19 goals in 23 games, 37 points. 19 goals in 23 games, and this is an 82-game season. He's on pace for 75 goals. <laughs> he wants to catch Wayne or quicker. 80. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, 
you know, the the question of will he do it is almost I'm going to use the word irrelevant. I almost feel like everybody was saying, will he do it? And almost feel like he's just like, yeah, he's I'm going to do better. it. better. You know, Backstrom's out. Yeah. Oshie yeah. is out. And he's carrying the load. He's carrying the load. He's getting to the net. Everyone thinks he's going to be in the one-time position. He's down in front. He's in the blue paint. He's deflecting. He's wrapping around. Uh, he seems healthy. He seems happy. He's got his new contract. So uh, it's really a fun thing. With with hockey back on ESPN and TNT and having Gretzky in there and having those guys talk about it, it's a perfectly timed story uh, within this league. Yeah, and I'm going to use this for uh, selfless self-promotion. Uh, coming up on Friday – my CBJ and 30 podcast, I'm going to talk with Craig Lachlan. So oh, we'll awesome. Get the, uh, we'll, get the, we'll get the inside, uh, the beltway yeah. vision of what's going on with Alex Ovechkin and the he Washington used to work Capitals. with Jeff Rimmer, so yes, ask him about Rimmer, too. Um, I'll do that. wonder how long that conversation will be. Yeah, it'll be uh, <laughs> probably detailed. He's always good to catch up with. Yeah, so that's coming up on Friday's edition of CBJ and 30. We'd like to thank Vladislav Gavrikov for being our guest tonight. Remember, the Blue Jackets and the Dallas Stars, 8.30 face-off tomorrow night here in Dallas and 8 o'clock pregame coverage both on Valley Sports Ohio and on the Blue Jackets radio network. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Inside Edge. For Jody Shelley, I'm Bob McElligot saying so long, and thanks for listening to 97.1 The Fan.